I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Welcome to I'm Listening. This is a Frasier fan podcast hosted by me, number one Frasier fan, Anita Flores. For each episode, we have a special guest, and today is no different. We have comedian, TV writer, singer, or I like to call him a singer. I think he considers himself a singer as well. Please welcome Elliot Glazer to the podcast. Elliot, how are you? Good. Thanks for having me. Would you say you that... Yeah, you yeah you sing and you have a, a live show that I've been to a number of times in New York called Haunting Renditions and uh, yeah it's, it's great I, I guess I consider myself a singer but it's all the songs are super the whole it's all goofy so um, I mean I trained as a musician early on in college but I think everything is just kind of <laughs> it, it's all just done tongue tongue in cheek now but yeah I mean I a musician sure I, I can go with that. Uh, at your because the times that I went I'm just curious because I saw a lot of covers of pop songs but do you ever do like sitcom uh, intro song covers at your show um we uh, we've done a golden girls uh cover of some kind but um I haven't done oh no that's not right that's not uh, correct we did do a medley of my favorite tv theme songs that's right I the show's been going on for almost five years, and there's so much content at this point that I truly forget what we've <laughs> done. But you're right. We did do a medley of my favorite theme songs, uh, because why not? I love that. Um, well, I wanted uh, you, Elliot, to be here today because I, I know that you are uh, a Golden Girls fan, perhaps exactly. at the level that I am a Frasier fan. Before we get into your history with the Golden Girls, what would you say your history is with Frasier? How you know how how many eps have you seen, if any at all? Um, I was a watcher of the show when it was on. I think a little bit toward the end. Um, I had a ninth grade English teacher who had a very big impact on me. Mm -hmm. He was just like the coolest hippie dude there was. Everyone loved him, and he was a big Frasier fan, oh. and so he would talk about it a lot. Um, and that was what got me to start watching. Okay. And 
what uh what kept you or well i mean i guess you watched it when it was regularly on but what was it about the show anything in particular that you really liked whether it be how farcical it was or favorite characters yeah i mean farcical makes is right i think it was you know at that time as a kid understanding the the volume that my teacher attached to the show from a sort of intellectual point of view i guess mm-hmm. was enough for me to value it in that way to, to in sort of an aspirational way where i was where without even knowing it, it was like this is peak tv you know or like mm-hmm. this is excellence you know and and again without even fully knowing it or being aware of it that's how i i think i i viewed it and obviously to this day it still remains one of those sort of uh, intellectual shows that i think people um you know still covet obviously it, you know it's not it wasn't a big goofy sitcom it was it was kind of intellectual to a certain degree and and um i think really ironic because it was a spin-off of cheers which was all about kind of blue collar workers mm-hmm. just gathering at a bar you know at a mid-level not mid-level but gathering at a, at a bar like at, at a at a at a pub basically and and fraser came of it which is this it does feel super intellectual to a certain degree very much agreed. I don't. I don't think I understood how intellectual it was as a kid. I think for me, it was funny to watch people be intellectual back then. And now I feel yeah. like I appreciate yeah. it from a, a more comical, well-written show standpoint. Yeah, totally. Do you ever rewatch on Netflix since it's been on? I haven't actually. I uh, um, I, well, I would watch a repeat here and there, but no, I'm not an active watcher of the of the show now. Well, I tend to go back in a loop uh, and watch that. And there's a few other shows that fall into that, including Schitt's Creek more recently, uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm sometimes. Are there any shows that you find yourself re-watching like, as, in a comforting sort of way? Well, definitely The Golden Girls <laughs> does that for me. Uh-huh. Very comforting to watch The Golden Girls. I've just, as a sort of as a, as a writing exercise, I've just started going back to watch the, re- the, to watch the Office over oh. again from the beginning, mm-hmm. the American version, and I'm surprised by how comforting I find that show. Uh, it, it is really comforting. Um, and then uh, also Happy Endings. That is, to me, a, mm-hmm. a cozy, fun show to wrap myself in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, yeah, The Golden Girls, Happy Endings. Also, Curb Your Enthusiasm and 30 Rock, too. Nice. 30 Rock I've gone back to many times. So, yeah. Yes, I am curious just because a long time ago uh, I had you do a web series uh, that I did called Questionable Drawings. And I believe yeah. we did discuss uh, and I, you showed me a tattoo, which is on your arm, I believe, of B. Arthur. Am I right about that? Yeah, that's right. Oh, that's totally right. Yeah. So it seems as if uh, Golden Girls and or B. Arthur is close to your heart. What is your history with the Golden Girls? How, you know, when did you get into it? Um, why do you love it so much? Um, my history with it is really, um, well, it's, it's, it's clunky. When I was a <laughs> kid, I watched it and loved it. When I was in high school, I sort of made it a bit, for some reason, I think to deflect the fact that I was in the closet, I made it a bit to be like, I'm into old ladies. That's what I'm into. And made it into a joke and was like, I love the Golden Girls because I'm into old ladies. You know, <laughs> really just a deflection. And then by the time I got to college, I actually really got into it and was like, oh, this show is incredibly funny. And mm-hmm. I for- kind of forgot that or took it to grant- took that for granted to a certain degree. Uh-huh. And then by the time I was an adult, I was like, just, it became, you know, comfort food. Um, it's on all the time. <laughs> and I know... The, you know, at the episodes verbatim, and um, I'm even realizing literally right now that I had a dream last night where I saw Golden Girls episodes I've never seen before, <laughs> and I'm literally just remembering it right now, but that was what I dreamt last night, that there was a, uh, a, a really ob- obese character actress who was on Step by Step, mm-hmm. and for some reason in my dream, again, I'm recalling it right now, <laughs> in the dream, she, Rose is doing laundry, and then she takes out this big, like, big garment bag in the laundry and unzips it, and the lady comes out of the garment bag. That is what was in my dream last night. How weird. Oh, God. Do you dream yeah. a lot about, or sometimes, is this the first, or have you in the past had dreams about TV? 
No, yeah, I definitely, yeah, definitely dream about TV and, um, you know, to shows that are so central to my life or that, that I watch all the time. Yeah, I'll definitely have dreams. TV shows pop up in my dreams. Yeah, I think, you know, I've definitely had dreams uh, that involve Frasier and I think the way I know I'm having a TV dream is, well, for one thing, if Frasier pops up in there, but if I'm ever... Like, because the the thing about sitcoms that's still so weird to me, if I think about it for too long, is that it, they're they're in front, they're on a stage, like a sound stage. So in a dream, it's just me staring at Frasier and the other characters on the show in their living room, which you know, yeah, without it being a studio audience, is uh, kind of creepy. But they can't see me, so yeah. that's that's the yeah. dream I've had. Well, you maybe write all of these dreams down in case. Well, I don't know. There actually is talk of a Frasier revival, but they're you know, Golden Girls. Oh God! I hope they just leave yeah, it alone. <laughs> what do yeah, you think? I'm like, please leave it alone, please. I mean, I think you know, given uh, how so many—not just films now, but shows—Riverdale is the first one that comes to mind. So many things that already existed are being turned into to TV shows for the CW. I mean, I just yeah. don't know anymore. What's coming? Is it Golden Girls, but they're much younger? I don't know. It's a teen version. Well, I was excited. I was excited when they announced last year that they picked up the show, Fox picked up the show, Cool Kids, which was a like a multi-camera sitcom that took place in a nursing home. Oh, boy. Um, I had actually written that, basically that, as a pilot, as a senior project in college, almost <laughs> like a term paper. Um, so I was excited to see it on TV, annoyed that I wasn't asked to be involved, um, and then disappointed <laughs> to see that it was not a very good show and was canceled. Oh. Um, so I don't know. I mean... But then I, I remember reading an article about how Grace and Frankie is like a hit with millennials. Yeah. And some sort of thing piece about how millennials actually like humor that involves o- older people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to me, there was this, this pilot that, that didn't go years ago that Amy Poehler co-wrote with uh, somebody else or maybe two other people called Old Soul. Mm-hmm. And it was a pilot for, I think, NBC, and it, and it didn't end up getting picked up. But it was about... A, a character played by Natasha Leone, who's mostly comfortable around older people mm-hmm. and works with them at a retirement community. Like that's who her friend group is. Mm. And it was just my absolute favorite. And I was so sad that it, it didn't go because it was so, it was just so great. But really that is my like bread and butter. I think there's something so funny to the, the humor that exists when you've reached a certain age and the golden girls does that so well, you know, it's, so good. And it's and it, I think a, a lot of it has has aged well. There's still some yeah, stuff that it's, I feel it's wild like, how, how well it's aged. Yeah, absolutely. Um, oh, it's crazy. Here's what I was gonna say. Talking about pilots, like I I'd love to see that pilot. I wish somewhere, unless perhaps you know this to be true, where like I wish there were a channel or like a streaming service where I could just watch pilots that never aired. Cause I bet there's just so many with like. There has to be, yeah, they have to be somewhere. Uh, you know, I don't know if anybody uploads them to YouTube, but it feels like they have to be somewhere. Yeah. Cause I always wonder, like, you know, I remember seeing like the Lonely Island, which has been viewed many times on YouTube, oh, yeah. pilot for Awesome Town, I think. Awesome Town, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just wonder if it's like contractual obligations or like embarrassment as to why more people don't just like, you know, post. Oh, I think their it's, I think it's contractual. Um... I think it's definitely contractual. Yeah. I don't, I, I think it's, I would definitely assume that it's contractual and not meant to be. Uh, you know, uh, 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 seen by the public. Yeah. You know, that's my guess. That's my guess. Perhaps. What's interesting about Grace and Frankie, because I have, I have watched it a bit. Have, do you, is that a show you watch or no? Um, no, not really. I, I tried it because I thought it would have that, maybe it would sort of have a Golden Girls vibe. Yeah. Um, ultimately, it doesn't, there's, there's just something that's like, about the Golden Girls that it's really hard to imagine being recreated somewhere else. Oh, well, I, I mean, I never watched it, but I thought that's what they were trying to do with Hot in Cleveland, kind of. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think they were trying to, but again, it, it just, it, it just, it just wasn't the same. It's just not the same. I, I, I know where it, you're... It's really not, it wasn't, you know, anywhere near the same. It's like, 
50, the people, women in their 50s look different on the Golden Girls than they did on Hot in Cleveland. For sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. So were you a frequent contributor or a co-host of the podcast Out on the Lanai? Uh, frequent uh, contributor. I think <laughs> okay. uh, H. Allen Scott, one of my best friends, you know, I think I was like years ago, I was like, you got to do this. You got to do this podcast. Like, just you know, it'd be great. And um I didn't live in L.A. at the time, so I was, you know, I think if I had lived here, I probably would have been on it a little bit more. But ever, you know, even with that being said, um, he and Carrie Doherty, his co-host, have been nothing but, you know, lovely and having me back a bunch. And um, as well as Alaska, the drag queen from uh, uh, Drag Race, yeah. is a humongous Golden Girls. Might be the biggest Golden Girls fan I've ever met. Bigger than she you? Knows every line. Oh, yeah. She knows every line verbatim, like literally verbatim. And I'm not saying she paraphrases. I'm saying she knows every line of that show verbatim is is encyclopedic with her knowledge. And, um, you know, maybe I come in a close second, but she is the the be all end all. And so they have had both me and um, Alaska on the show separately and together a bunch um, because I think we are the (laughs) closest to um, prodigies when it comes to knowledge of the show. I love it. Listeners, if you aren't familiar, Out on the Lanai is a great podcast all about the Golden Girls. And I think it just ended. I think I it saw... It just ended, yeah. I saw I saw a post, um, but yeah. Yeah, they recapped every episode, all seven seasons. So I really wanted to have you on, and I was thinking, uh, you know, what would be a fun thing to do? So I do love when I know somebody who has a fandom about a show that's not Frasier, but to the same degree as me about that different show and is a show that I also like. So I, um, as I was thinking about, because Golden Girls is a show I find extremely comforting in addition to yeah. in addition to Frasier. It's a great show. I love to watch it before bed. Um, it's also nice to fall asleep to because I know the plot of every episode, so I don't feel like I need to stay awake. But I was thinking there, there must be a reason I like both of these shows the same amount. So what I started doing was I started making a list of episodes of both Frasier and Golden Girls that have the same plot line. And I found oh, okay. cool. a, a good amount of them. So I would love to go through this list with you. So the first <clears throat> the yeah. first category I came up with is murder mystery. <laughs> so uh, oh that's a that's an episode of television that involves some sort of murder mystery party. I'm not talking about an actual murder mystery. So uh, uh, and also I was looking at a lot of lists of best Golden Girls episodes. The case of the Libertine Bell. Uh, if you oh, if bad. if you remember, uh, and I love to read. Sometimes the IMDb descriptions are great. Um, this one is right to the point. A murder mystery weekend turns deadly, and Blanche is the prime suspect in a real life murder. <laughs> yes. Uh, does that fall under one of your? Assuming you have some favorite episodes. Yes, it's one of my favorites because I'm of the school, and I think there's two different camps: people who love the early Golden Girls and people who love the later Golden Girls. I love the later Golden Girls because the show feels a little bit more loose, a little bit more improvised, like the actors have a little bit more room to play with timing and um, rhythm. It just, it just felt like that to me for, for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And so I like those episodes a little bit more because they're more playful. And this murder mystery episode, which, by the way, doesn't fully make sense if you try to put together the logic, but who cares? But this, <laughs> this episode is one of those very loose, weird episodes that really has nothing to do with their like actual lives as characters and it all takes takes place at a murder mystery weekend and it's so good and is it on a boat no it's not it's, it's at a um like a like a, a hotel an old hotel all right i think so the reason i thought it was on a boat is because i think because of this episode and also the and i will mention these shortly uh the multiple episodes of fraser that involve murder murder mysteries uh i grew up in connecticut and there was an ad uh on the radio for a cruise called murder on the connecticut river and it doesn't exist anymore but you know i've always wanted to to be a part of a murder mystery something i just don't know if i need to create this murder mystery or if the uh the, the, like this this thing that um or the case of the libertine bell 
well, no, that wasn't a game. This this episode was actually somebody actually died, right? But it was supposed to be. Uh, no, no, nobody actually actually died. Like, like they the idea is like, oh, they're in a murder mystery weekend, so it's all playful, and then someone actually does die, and then at the end of the episode, it's like, oh, that was a goof within a. It was a. A, a joke within a, a murder mystery within a murder mystery. A murder mystery within a mur- murder mystery. So yes, that is yeah. that is basically uh, the plot uh, of a Frasier episode called Taps at the Montana, uh, where <laughs> Niles yeah. uh, moves back into the Montana, his luxurious apartment, uh, and then he's got to try and win the tenant born over from kicking him out. So he invites everyone over, decides to play a murder mystery game, and uh, one of his guests actually dies, and then they cover up the murder to not ruin the party i mean oh no and it made it made me think of an episode have you do you uh or have you watched uh schitt's creek at all uh yeah um do are you a fan i'm a fan but i haven't watched it i haven't caught up fully yet okay well i'm not i this is this really isn't ruining anything i'm just realizing having watched so much television that there are definitely certain plot devices that come up that apparently just create humor like there is an episode of schitt's creek um where they find a dead body in the hotel and similarly have to play this game of like sneaking the dead body out but i guess there's just something funny about dead i mean weekend at bernie's (laughs) just yeah there's something funny yeah, I mean, there. I don't. It's. A, I mean, it's. I want to say it's a tension, but it's. It's really not. I. You know, it's. There's just something. There is something funny about it. I don't. Know how, I don't know how to. What it is exactly, but it is. It is really funny. Okay, so my next category. Mostly, it was just fun to come up with the names of these categories I made up. Okay, the next category is surprised by a person's body. Okay, so more specifically, <laughs> there, there, there's an episode of the Golden Girls called A Little Romance. Uh, which yeah. is where Rose doesn't tell um, the girls that she is dating a little person because she fears yeah. that they'll make fun of him. Dr. Jonathan Newman. That's right. Who? Oh, man. He's been in other stuff, too, but I can't, like... Oh, yeah. What else has he been in? Do you happen to know? Well, if you ask Alan, H. Allen, oh. I think he'll tell you that he was on Murder, She Wrote because <gasps> basically every character on The Golden Girls was at some point on Murder, She Wrote. Oh my God! What that not, makes not sense. Not in a spinoff way, but in a way that where it was like, there's that. That's apparently just like what was going on. <laughs> the actors just like doing both shows. That's so funny. Maybe they were right next to yeah. each other when they filmed. I don't know. I think they just like I've talked to Allison Jones, who was a casting director, who was uh, that was a show that she got her start on as, as like a young. I mean, I think she was at the bottom of the totem pole at that point. But uh-huh. with that being said, I think she told me that, like, there were literally so few older actors in Hollywood that they did end up using them tw- more than once on the Golden Girls. And then just, of course, they were on Murder, She Wrote because it was another show based around, an, you know, an older woman. Right, 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 right. So the other episode uh, that I think crosses over uh, in Fraserland is there's an episode called Roz and the Schnoz. And in that episode, <laughs> Roz meets the parents of her baby because she gets pregnant. Um, and then the parents are uh, on her, the, the baby daddy, his parents want to meet her. So when they come over, they have two huge, comically large noses. So what I, right. what I noticed about both episodes, which I always wonder, and maybe you can you have some insight into this because you are a TV writer. What like what comes first? Like because with both episodes, there's jokes at the expense by accident uh, for each person. Like so, like um, when uh, Dorothy takes uh, Rose's date's coat, she says, "Oh, let me take your height. I mean your hat," and then accidentally calls him <laughs> shrimp. And then um, they're uh, and then right. on Frasier, they keep accidentally making big nose jokes. So like I wonder if like in the case of these writers rooms like how do you imagine do you imagine that they just sat and thought of like funny physical things <laughs> before um yeah i mean i think well I, yeah i'm sure that was just that the, i would assume that's the process the idea they sit and um come up with jokes that are that are on par and that might be too insensitive but Things were different back then, and they were allowed to get away with stuff that I don't think they'd get away with now. 
Absolutely. I don't, I mean, I don't know. I could still see Raz and the Schnoz being a thing now, but I don't, especially. Oh, yeah, back to the yeah, Especially because the noses were so comically fake as well. Yeah, uh, but right. yes, a, a, a little person. I mean, you know, I follow a, a cast of women who are in a show. It might be called Little Women, but I might be making that up. That's on TLC. So oh, I f- yeah, right. It's possible. So I feel like it's more of inclusive in terms of, oh, yeah. you know, inclusivity versus the, being a little person being the, the butt of the joke. Yeah, I think it's um, the idea of, like, uh, of it being, you know, uh, of, of, yeah, feeling inclusive and not feeling like it's, it's an unfair bullying of that person. Exactly. You almost want to give them the, give them the power and give them, as they do in the show, as in the Golden Girls, like, there are jokes at his expense, but then ultimately he is um, reasonable in his, in his actions and in dumping Rose and um, he kind of has the last laugh. How could he not, you know? How could he not? Okay. So this category is called queer surprise. So it's called queer surprise because these are episodes that involved some sort of confusion around somebody being gay. So the episode um, of the golden girls that I found was, isn't it romantic? Um, and that's where Dorothy's uh, friend Jean develops a crush on Rose. Uh, yeah, Jean. Jean. <laughs> Jean. Uh, and there are a number of episodes of Frasier where similar situations happen. The one that Frasier won a GLAAD award for uh, was the Matchmaker episode from season two, where Frasier tries to set up Daphne with the new station manager, but the station manager is gay and thinks that Frasier is asking oh, him, right. him out on a date. There's another episode where Frasier's dad pretends to be gay and doesn't realize that yeah. Frasier's date's uncle is gay and and likes Martin. Um, so I, I've had many conversations. And Frasier's dad was gay in real life. Fra- right, exactly. He never... Um, I don't think he ever made it public, but yes, uh, there were. I think he did actually. Did he? I think he did make it public. Really? Yeah, I think he was okay. I think he was okay with it. I'm even. I'm even remembering. I believe um, he was in a movie called like The Broken Hearts Club. It was one of these like terrible gay. There's all these terrible gay movies. um, (laughs) Oh no. That happened. (laughs) Uh, That that happened. They're just really bad, and he was in one of them. Yeah, I think I think he was out. Oh, what I would say about these episodes and and also isn't it romantic? Uh, I felt like watching that episode, that was similarly what you were describing before is sort of like, you know, her being a lesbian isn't the butt of a joke. But like one of the the jokes that really stuck out to me from that episode is Blanche being mad that Jean doesn't have a crush on her. Right. She figures out that when she figures out that she is a lesbian, it blows her mind. And then the the button of the joke is she can't believe that she's. It's not that she can't believe she's a lesbian. She can't believe that she's a lesbian and doesn't have a crush on her, not Rose. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, and I was trying to think of other shows in that time period because that episode, could it have come out in the 80s? I don't. I can't see the Yeah, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Date. That was the 80s episode, yeah. Yeah. Oh, 1986. So, yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't know how many other shows were doing uh, the lesbian plot line. It was very probably uh, not many. The show was very, uh, you know, forward thinking in a lot of its content. Okay, I'm gonna let you pick the next category. Okay, uh, of overlapping plots, we've got love triangle, trapped together, angel of death, dancing, or Valentine's Day. Dancing. Okay. Dancing. All right. So uh, one of my favorite Golden Girls episodes is one for the money which is a bit of a, I guess, a flashback episode in a way, but it's the girls recollect past attempts at starting their own businesses. That's what it describes. Uh, it I as. don't, I, I don't, I don't like the, the episodes that are flashbacks. And these are, these, <laughs> this is, these are episodes, that one is like flashback episode, but it's original content. Right. So they actually wrote the flashbacks so that the characters could play themselves at an earlier point. Right. Or they would right. do a, a funny thing where it was like, Darth, uh, sorry, B would play, B Arthur would play Dorothy's grandmother. And so they'd have a woman who played Dorothy mm-hmm. as, a, as a younger woman and Estelle Getty because she was actually young and re- younger in real life than she w- appeared on screen, mm-hmm. played Dorothy's mother in real time. It was, 
very weird, and, and I, just, I just never liked those those episodes. Do you you know what I wonder? Because the, in this one, you know, for I, I kind of remembered it as just being the I think it was like a, the dance contest, but there's like that's yeah. just one of the flashbacks. So I wonder if this was like yeah. a device when they didn't have like a full episode, but wanted to do it's like a great question. mini plots. Um, but it's a great question. I don't know. Remember, like I just, there's things that as a kid, I didn't notice, like I'm going to use this episode and Buffy the Vampire Slayer as examples of this. I did not notice yeah. stunt doubles when I was a kid. And so oh, no. in this episode- The Rose one is a big- yeah. I know. It's like comical now, thinking of her dancing. They, they've, made, they've made fun of it now to the point yeah. where it's like, <laughs> they, I think they've, yeah, they've done bits about, they've done bits about it on, on I've seen it somewhere, these bits, because the, the stunt double with uh, Rose on the Golden Girls in this episode is so comically <laughs> bad, they barely even tried. <laughs> I know, I just, it's so funny to me that I just didn't even notice, um, but yes, I did enjoy, I enjoyed the dancing. That's mostly what I remember about this episode, which made me think of an episode of Frasier called Moondance. So Moondance uh, was... Oh my God. Season, do you remember this episode? No, I just love the name. Oh yeah, Moondance. So it's called Moondance because Niles, uh, he's like in between, he's on and off again with Maris and he wants to go to this ball and he's supposed to bring a date. Uh, so he wants to learn how to dance. So Daphne teaches him. The date cancels. He takes Daphne. So they end up doing this spectacular dance uh, that wows everyone on the dance floor. But now... Oh, I do remember do? that, believe it or not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now what I'm wondering is if this is another situation where... Because even in my mind now, I keep thinking it's the two of them dancing. But now thinking back on it, it's like, what are the odds that this um, actor is also a really good dancer? So now I feel like I need to go back. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, yes. So uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think if there's any other shows. Oh, okay. It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, a show that I haven't seen every yeah. episode of. But there is a great episode of that show where they're in a dance contest and I think it's called The Gang Does a Dance Contest. Yeah. So I think similarly to the murder mystery plot, there's something funny about dancing. <laughs> that's, oh my God, always. That's my, um, yeah, that's well, my... Well, the one on the Golden Girls, yeah, that, that's such a funny episode because in the, it was such a funny sort of segment when they, that, that flashback segment of them dancing because it's like, what? Like, it's a, it's strange it's just weird it's weird when b arthur says she for me the funniest part of the episode is when she says maestro but <laughs> b has such a unique and specific way of speaking you know she spoke on camera in character like b arthur the actress because she was like a trained <laughs> stage actress mm -hmm. so she would say weird words like process she would say instead of diapers she would say diapers <laughs> and when she says maestro in this episode she goes like hit it hit it hit it maestro maestro <laughs> like she over enunciates because she's such a trained actress and it's so weird and funny to hear her say hit it maestro it's like what where, where are you from you know what this I, I want to um, interrupt this current segment we have to go to which character is who um, on F Golden Girls uh, versus Frasier. And I personally think that if Dorothy were a character, like the person she is cl matches up closest to, it's Frasier in my opinion. What do you think of that? It is Frasier. It's Frasier. It's definitely Frasier. Because just even what you're describing, like she does have a very certain way of speaking, like maestro, that makes her oh, yeah. feel slightly out of place in a way that's very comical. Well, as a kid, I was like, I was like, is is Fraser British? Oh my god! <laughs> like, nope, nope. That Not was British at all. Just has a very affected way of speaking. When I was a kid, I thought that the show was funny because I thought he was just like perhaps sick in the head or something and just had yeah. a british accent and i was like wow that's funny and just yeah. like never really it's like nope he lives in seattle he yeah he's just like an intellectual and speaks with an affect he speaks with an affect um okay so i i'm, I'm curious i i want to see what you think of uh who matches who so i think i would guess your answer to this but i'm curious 
Who do you think Daphne from Frasier would be as a Golden Girls character? Who does she match up closest to? Probably Rose. Definitely. Definitely. Probably Rose, definitely, yeah. Definitely. If there's the one... Dad is a yeah. little bit, Frasier's dad is a little bit of Rose. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, a really? A little bit. I think a, a little bit in that Frasier sees him as naive or um, kind of fl- flustered, or not flustered, but naive and sometimes like too sim- more simple than him. Mm. Too simple. And that's kind of Rose too. But also he kind of, he's the most, I think, driven by his id on the show. And that would also be, that would be Blanche. You mean Martin? Yeah. Oh, wow. So you're saying, you're seeing some Rose and some Blanche. Are you seeing any Sophia or, or no? A little bit. Yeah, a little bit in, that, in, in the fact that he's older and a little more grumpy and grouchy. I mean, I will say, now thinking about it, because immediately in my mind I thought, oh, Dorothy is Frasier. That m- must mean Martin is Sophia. But on second thought, she is supposed to be – how old do you think she's supposed to be on The Golden Girls, Sophia? Um, she's supposed to be in her 80s. Okay. Dorothy's in her – ooh, I think Dorothy's in her late 50s, and Sophia's in her early 80s. So I think, yeah, I think it's like a 30-year difference. So that's the other thing, um, watching both both of these shows as I've gotten older, that's extremely mind-blowing, especially given that, like, both of my parents are in their mid-60s now. I, like, uh, I didn't realize that Martin is supposed to be 65 years old on the show. So, like, huh. theoretically, if the reboot actually happened or the, the revival, Kelsey Grammer, I'm checking right now, he is 64. He's 64! I thought that was yeah, age, crazy. Age in TV has changed, and maybe in the world in general, because I don't believe, you know, when you look at the Golden Girls back then, they were in their 50s or 60s, and they, to me, they look old, you know, quote, oh, look yeah. old, whereas yeah. now, 50, you know, 50s, 60s is still, is now considered, I think, young, mm-hmm. um, in the sense that, how do I put this, in the sense that, the the like because fifty because like Jennifer Lopez is like fifty. It's She's like, turning fifty. That's yeah, right. Yeah, no, yeah, right. And and so I think fifty is. I hate saying this, but I think fifty is the new thirty. Mm-hmm. And so I do think that there's an you know there's an element of not of 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 an, an age an age change in in and and perception of what that is whether when it becomes, when you become quote unquote elderly. Right. And so right. I don't know. I mean, I think even like that show hot in Cleveland, mm-hmm. they were the same age as the golden girls, but they looked like they were in their 30. They looked and yeah. acted and dressed like they were in their thirties. And it was, I don't think the joke was really quote unquote on them. Mm-hmm. I think you're absolutely right. Like in terms of the age has changed thing, because I think part of the reason when I watched the golden girls, you know, early on, I probably thought, you know, they were, older than their late 50s to early 60s and part of that comes yeah. with the hairstyles specifically the hairstyles because i see oh yeah and those hairstyles exist but to me they exist on women that are much older like perhaps in your 80s i would say perhaps yeah, absolutely so it's a bit jarring and martin's cane also yeah. th- threw me off as well so th- very much so. i, I would have guessed yeah. he was older Oh, yeah, yeah. Like he, um, well, I was doing the math because, uh, oh, I'm forgetting his, oh, John Mahoney. So when I started this podcast, the day that it came out was the day that he passed away. And I was like, somehow, like, oh my God, did I do this? But then realized that I did not do this. He was just, uh, how old was he? (laughs) I'm, I'm checking because I'm curious. Oh, no, oh, he was only 77. So he was 77. Yeah. So if you go back in time, he was definitely perhaps in his 50s during filming that show, which is totally mind boggling to me. Yeah. In, in terms of other character matchups, what about here's one that I couldn't uh, associate with anyone. Uh, Niles, would you say he's got any characteristics that would match up with any characters on The Golden Girls? I, would, I guess I would say Dorothy. Hmm. I mean, Dorothy, maybe a little bit of, um, maybe a little bit of, of, uh, Sophia, mm-hmm, Sophia, mm-hmm. I guess. 
perhaps. But I don't know. I don't really see much of a, of a map over there. Yeah. I think, well, because both Niles and Fraser have such great uh, zingers and, you know, Dorothy's got all the best ones. So I would say, yes. There's oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's definitely well, some... her and Sophia. Yeah. There's definitely some overlap. But that's my favorite part of the show is that the, is when the zingers go to, it's when the zingers go to, like go to Blanche or go to Rose even every now and then I love that 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 was always really fun for me yeah I mean and they can get very mean I'll take an example from my love triangle category uh there there's an episode uh, of the Golden Girls called yes we have no Havanas Havanas yeah yeah and Blanche and Sophia are caught in a love triangle with an elderly Cuban cigar mogul which is just (laughs) a great plot um, yes, it is a great plot. But man, they really, really rag on each other hard. Like, like I, like I always thought that everyone was hard on Roz as the butt of the joke of the woman who you know had an active sex life. But it was way yeah. more like like Sophia actively used the word slut like more than once. I would say. Oh my God! Yes, she did. To For describe sure. <laughs> I'd say, okay, so my favorite category, and I think, I believe this category would be called, what is it, What is the definition of a bottle, of a bottle episode, would you say? A bottle episode is an episode that takes place in really, like the idea of a bottle, one, one place for the entire episode that they can't leave or they won't leave, like it, it all happens in one sort of solitary place. Right. So uh, this kind of episode definitely, to me, can only work if you've got some great characters and some really great writing. I called this category yeah. Trapped Together. Uh, so uh, Flu yeah. Attack is an episode that comes to mind of the Golden Girls, uh, where yeah. all the girls, well, Dorothy, Rose, and Blanche, all come down with the flu at the same time. Um, yeah. So I think that episode is just them being sick. Uh, which Yeah, I don't think that's actually not technically a bottle episode. Oh, it's not? No, just because it just kind of unfolds in their house, you know. Um, The idea of a bottle episode is more like if they're stuck in a, 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 you know, a a singular solitary place for 30 minutes and don't move or there's one shot. You know, it's it's a little bit more experimental. Not experimental, but it's a little bit more um, uh, um, specific. So like uh, the Chinese restaurant episode of Seinfeld? Would that be? Yeah. That would be a yes. bottleneck episode. Uh, uh, yes, because they don't leave, right? They stay there mm. the whole time. Yeah, they stay there the whole time. Um, yeah, that's a bottle episode. All right, so then in that case, this was the right name for this category, which is tra- Trapped Together. So one of my favorite plot devices, which I believe did not happen on The Golden Girls, but it definitely happened in Friends and Frasier. This episode of Frasier is Dark Victory. This is when everyone uh, is sort of, Martin and Daphne are fighting, um, Niles is mad at Frasier, and they all are stuck in Frasier's apartment because there's a blackout. I love the blackout device. Yes, that's a bottle, that's it, yeah. Oh, that is, okay, that is a, that is a bottle episode. Um, I, I think so, I'm sorry, I, maybe I'm, I'm mistaken. <laughs> you know what? I'm looking it up because I have a computer in front of me. Bottle episode, let's see, okay. In episodic television, a bottle episode is produced cheaply and restricted in scope to use as few non-regular cast members' effects and sets as possible. Oh, wow, this is a really long description. Um, But seemingly, yeah, you're basically in the same place. Uh, Got it. Yeah, so I I think think you were right. Um, But was there ever a blackout episode of Golden Girls? Uh. You mean a bottle episode? Oh, no. I mean an episode where they were stuck in a blackout. <laughs> oh, a blackout. I don't think so. I think there was. I'm trying to think. No, I don't think there. I don't think there was. I can't place it in my head. Okay. Some other episode. Yeah, no, I don't blackout? think so. There was, there was like a, a, a hurricane episode, but that never really got to the point of it, of the blacking out. Ugh. I always think of, well, this wasn't a trap. This was more of a shootout. The episode that George Clooney's in. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, the shootout episode. It's a great one. It was It was very good. What would you, I'm, I'm curious, uh, is there an episode that was particularly serious that you really liked of the Golden Girls? Yeah, um, the 
like there's an episode where Sophia has to like uh, um, convince her friend not to kill herself, which is a very dark episode. I don't like that one actually. Uh-huh. Um, sometimes they were a little heavy-handed with this stuff, but also the actress that Sophia was like trying to persuade not to kill herself was like really affected. And you know, almost British with her weird voice. Oh. And I was like, oh, just took me out of it because Sophia was not that at all. So, um, but for me, the serious episode is the one where um, Bill, Darth, uh, uh, Sophia's son, and Dorothy's brother dies, and Sophia avoids having emotion about it for the entire episode, and then it all comes out in the end when she thinks that she. Um, fucked up her son's life because he was a cross-dresser and it's just oh, a really touching yeah. interesting moment that is like how did the, how did we get here and it's just yeah. so good yeah i mean i would say i don't have that category here but if i did i'd call it tragedy there are yeah in both shows i would say they're like martin has um a big part of his plot is the fact that he got uh shot he got shot in the hip, which is uh, on, right. while he was on, uh, while he was still a cop, uh, walks with a cane. Uh, there is actually an episode later on, like more than seven seasons in, where he attends, like I think the trial of the guy that shot him, and it was so dark. Uh, but um, but wow. in, in terms of like that show getting dark a lot of it was earlier on when Frazier and uh martin would fight a lot because they had become strained since hester uh his, oh, yeah. his mother died and i i don't know i guess i just appreciated the the realness of 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 strained relationships and how they how, yeah for how, sure how they handled that um yeah i i, I love that you know it's like yeah that that was always an interesting turn for a sitcom to take yeah One, you're always a good sitcom to take yeah um, I know the answer for me, and so I don't know if this is a tough question for you, but do you have an all-time favorite episode of The Golden Girls? Yeah, it's the episode called Witness, mm-hmm. and it's just, it is just, oh God, it's just so funny from beginning to end. The lines are just, I, I just love it. I don't know why. It's, it's just the funniest episode. It's kind of a, um, uh, the, the cheese man is this like What's criminal the plot? on the lamb. It, it, the plot is that um, the cheese man, who's this criminal on the lam, mm-hmm. basically outs um, Rose's boyfriend Miles as being a, a, a witness in the a, a, sorry a rat in the witness protection program, mm-hmm. and so Miles is after the cheese man. It's it's kind of a farce. It's kind of nutty, but for whatever reason, I think that the lines that the, the the dialogue is particularly hilarious in this episode and it just I love it. Yes, I vaguely I think I vaguely remember that. My favorite episode might be when uh the Burt Reynolds episode. Uh Oh yeah, that's a great one. Yeah, Mistaken for Prostitutes and then Sophia ends up be, uh, be meeting Burt Reynolds. And then I was also just curious, how, you know, sometimes when I think, like, Frasier, it's hard for me to remember, but as Golden Girls, I don't, of what the, the heat around the show was on when it was actually on, because I thought, Burt Reynolds is a really good get. Like, you know, how did, yeah. they, how did they get Burt Reynolds? They had, some, they had some good... I think it was just... Yeah, I mean, I think it was honestly just, like, the show was big, the market, the, the, the landscape was very different, mm-hmm. and... Um, it was considered, I think, quote unquote, lame to do TV or if you are a movie star. But this obviously made sense. They're a little older and, you know, they got Bob Hope. They got Cesar Romero. Like, they, you know, they were able to get people in that demographic who would, you know, help land a joke, you know. And let's not forget the Golden Palace. <laughs> Ooh, actually, let, let, let's forget the Golden <sighs> Palace. I think. It was so bad. It was so bad, and yet I just I think the things that strike me the most are that Don Cheadle and Cheech Marin were in it. That's really oh gosh, it's so weird. <laughs> so all of it was weird, all of it. And I think Cheech Marin's name as the chef was it Chewy? It could have been. Oh god, I don't even remember. <laughs> it was so bad. I really I don't even remember. You've, it was awful. You've blocked it out. Um, okay, one more category of overlapping plots. So. Um, there's an episode 
of the Golden Girls called In a Bed of Roses. After Rose's boyfriend, Al, dies of yeah. a heart attack in bed, Rose fears that she has a death jinx in the bedroom because of her, because her husband, Charlie, died of a heart attack in her bed as well. Um, right. This is another, uh, well, dead body-esque episode. Um, this made me immediately think of an episode of Frasier called Roz's Krantz and Goldenstein are dead. Didn't realize it was such a long name, um, but this is referring right. to two characters that die um, after like having known her because Roz had to do community service for a speeding ticket. She visits elderly people in a retirement home and then two of them, one after another, die when she comes to visit them at the retire- retirement home and they call her the angel of death. Um, okay. Right. Which is like, I don't know. I just, I think it's funny. There's, there's other episodes now of both shows I'm thinking that have to do with death that are very funny. So in addition to dead bodies and being the angel of death, there's some funny funeral episodes. Like there's an, yeah. there's an episode of the golden girls where I think Sophia gets in a fight with this woman who's really mean and tells her to drop dead. And then she does drop dead. Yeah. And then, yeah. then they Frito, go. Frito class. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and there's an episode of Frasier where Frasier has to give a eulogy for his aunt who he really disliked. Uh, yeah. And then that episode, the B plot or the A plot of the episode is that Martin uh, secretly was writing song lyrics to to send to Frank Sinatra. And he writes a song. Yeah. It gets it gets rejected by uh, Frank Sinatra. And then Frasier sings it at the eulogy. Uh, eulogizing his aunt. I have loved that episode. Oh my God, that is so funny. Why is death so funny? Is my uh, it's question. Just, it's just, I think it's just because it's such a human experience and, you know, mining sadness from, mining humor from sadness is just a natural thing to do. It's just natural. It, it, it's how we cope with things, you know? It's just, it's literally how we cope. Sure. Well, this feels like a good place to ask you, actually, because um, so you're a TV writer. And so I'm curious in terms of these shows or if these shows, are there just other sitcoms or these shows that influence you as a TV writer? Like what has sort of influenced your style or, you know, the, the Golden the Girls really, yeah. truly, deeply has been the most impactful on my professional life as a writer, mm-hmm. uh, you know, as a comedy writer. It's just. It taught me rhythm. It taught me comedy math. It, it just taught me everything I really need to know. Um, mm-hmm. But with that being said, like other shows for sure, like uh, 30 Rock and um, The Office and uh, um, Arrested Development, it's try- trying to kind of do some mild version you know of what they were able to accomplish i think is what for, for me is what often it in, informs my work as a writer for sure are there any women that come to mind and it doesn't even it doesn't have to be with looks uh ethnicity but more of the embodiment of the character are there or, or uh, men or women are are there actors that come to mind that you could imagine um that would be that would be able to play the role of say Dorothy Rose Blanche Sophia. Are there any actresses or um, actors that come to mind? Good question. Um, I would probably think. I'd, hmm. I've I got think one. Jane Lynch oh. would be funny. Jane Lynch. Okay. As... Yeah. I think Jane Lynch maybe. Um, and no, any pots? <laughs> I don't know. It's a hard question. I'm a big fan of. Um, I was thinking he could deliver some good zingers. Billy Porter. Oh, he's really fun. He's great. I think he would do some great Dorothy-esque zingers. Well, I'm a little biased here, but because she played my mom on Broad City, but I think Susie Essman would be really funny. Oh, I love her. Oh, she'd be great. Yeah, she would yeah, be fantastic. Best. Oh my god. Yeah. All right. She's I the think she'd be great. She's the first person cast on um would you be uh personally offended if if there is a revival and you were not asked to to participate, would you would you be offended? Deeply offended, yeah. Deeply offended. <laughs> Deeply. Yeah. Now I'm curious, um, just to 
you know, wrap things up. Uh, I, you know, I've presented a few overlapping plots, whether it be death, blackouts, uh, dancing. Oh, another uh, Valentine's Day. Uh, there are. Oh yeah. There's two very good uh, Valentine's Day episodes. One of each show. Uh, the, the Golden Girls episode. Uh, there's another cheesecake fueled set of flashbacks. I'm reading this from TVLine.com. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The uh, the vignette includes a trip back to Brooklyn for the Saint uh, Saint Valentine's Day massacre. The girls go oh discreetly sh- uh, shopping for condoms. That's one of my favorite. Oh, and they end up in the nudist colony. Sure. Oh my god. Yeah. So that is. I love the nudist colony. Oh, the nudist colony is great. I um that really matches up to one of my favorite episodes of Frasier called Three Valentines. That very much felt like a play, which was also three different long stories. One focusing on Niles, one on Frasier, and one on Daphne and Martin. Um, and the my mm. favorite, uh, by far, some of the best acting I've seen from David Hyde Pierce. Uh, he's in Frazier's apartment prepping for a date. He doesn't even, he barely has any lines because he's by himself and everything goes wrong. The couch gets set on fire. He faints at the sight of his own blood. The dog eats the dinner. Uh, yeah, so I think once again, I, I, I don't know, something about holidays, Valentine's Day perhaps, that brings up a lot of, uh, what you were talking about when you were talking about death in terms of the human experience. Yeah, the experience. Valentine's Day episode is, um, it's one of those, yeah, it's one of those flashbacks that I'm like, eh, kind of boring. I, n- yeah. Not boring, but just, I, I just never could get into those, I could never get into those flashback episodes. Mm-hmm. Now, I haven't mentioned everyone, but I feel like there's there's lots of things that just, there's only a certain number of things that can happen on shows, whether it be, a surprise pregnancy, uh, I think that's a big one that's not on this list. Uh, well, no. Oh, no, what am I talking about? Uh, Roz, would you say that there's any uh, situations uh, that aren't on this list that you find are inherently funny? Like, to me, I think the reason, at least in New York, if you um, are still going to a lot of open mics, a lot of it tends yeah. to overlap about dating and like Tinder. But I'm and it gets sure. it gets very tired. Um, but I'm just curious if you think you know, and being trapped in a in a blackout um, on Fraser dinner parties on Fraser being in cabins together. Do you feel like there's a place or a situation that is always ripe for comedy? It's anything with sex is always so funny, and the mm. way they handled it on drag, uh, drag race. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> the way they handled it on the Golden Girls is <laughs> I don't know where I got that Freudian from. slip. But the way they, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah right. Mm-hmm. The way they handled it on the Golden Girls was always so so funny, and um, not not just funny because of of sex, but in the way that it affected them as older women. I mean, that mm-hmm. was. That was killer to me. That was so funny. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You, you just—it's—it's—it's right. It's perfectly—it's—it's it's great, and it—and it only gets better as you get older and understand the jokes more. Yeah, sex was a really big part of that show. Like, big big part. Yeah. Yeah, and I—I I think I was also always satisfied by the amount of sex that each character was having, and the fact that you know, yeah. Sophia. Uh, at some point, she—I mean, I, I'm sure there was an episode where she's dating more than one guy and ends up in a love triangle. And there's multiple episodes where they're all vying, or at least three of them are vying for the same man's affection. Uh, oh yeah. And I was a big fan of Leslie uh, Leslie Nielsen. Yeah, that's his name. Uh, oh yeah, he was he was a. I loved his performance on the in the finale, the series finale. Love, love, love. Oh, I, I mean, I can barely watch the that the last scene from the Golden Girls because it's it's a tearjerker. Oh, yeah. It's a tearjerker. Oh, um, it's, it's, oh, oh, God, I loved it so much, though. I might rewatch it. I think it's on Hulu. I believe this is a plug. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's on Hulu. Golden yes, Girls on Hulu. streaming on Hulu. That's right. Well, Elliot, thank you so much for joining me today. It's My pleasure. always I'm I always love to meet a fellow. Uh, a specific TV show enthusiast. Oh yeah, uh, well, that's, that's yeah. But yes, thank you so much for being on. Uh, is there anything that you oh, want to plug? Yeah, uh, yeah, you can listen to my podcast. It's called "You're Making It Worse." Anywhere podcasts are played. Yeah, who who have been like some recent uh, guests you've had on? You've had, you have a great people on. 
Yeah, um, Trixie Mattel from Drag Race, Abby Jacobson from Broad City, Lena Dunham, um, Amanda Seals. Amazing. Uh, yeah, just really, really great people to talk to. Fantastic. Alaska, Alaska included. Oh, right, right, right. Yes, you and Alaska are tight, it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's the best. Amazing. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. And thank you, Elliot. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. And until next time, good night, Seattle. Stay tuned for a new episode of I'm Listening on December 10th. And I'm not even going to tell you who the guest is because I am so excited. Uh, I don't want to jinx it. So you're just going to have to tune in and see who our special guest is on December 10th. In the meantime, to everyone listening, I want to ask you, what other notable people out there, musicians, actors, celebrities, who else is a Frasier fan that I need to know about? Because you find people, somebody, one of you tweeted at me and told me that Rachel Bloom was a fan of Frasier and it is the reason I reached out to her. So what don't I know? Tell me who I need to have on the show. Tweet me your suggestions. Tweet me at Anita Jutina, A-N-I-T-A-J-E-W-T-I-N-A. Or you can shoot me a DM on Instagram where you can also find me at Anita Jutina.